The following is a presentation of Main Street Preps, your source for high school sports in Middle Tennessee. This is the Post Exchange Sports Podcast, covering high school sports in Dixon and Cheatham counties. Now here's your host, Casey Patrick. Hello and welcome to the Post Exchange Podcast. My name is Casey Patrick, and uh, here we're going to go over a few football scores from last week. We're going to preview a little bit of the upcoming week, <clears throat> and um, uh, I've actually got a little bit of cross country this week too, which is which is a change. I, I, I don't get a lot of that information, but a uh, big shout out to Coach Eric Hickerson who who actually sent me an email and and sent me some times and and some names from uh, not only the high school but Dixon Middle School and uh, the Dixon High School and. Dixon Middle School, so I uh, got a little bit of info there that we're going to go over as well. But to, to begin, uh, as usual, we're gonna we're gonna start off with football. Last week, uh, <clears throat> I. Uh, I, I went down to Marshall County High School. Of course, that's that's a big-time program, something a, a team that I've heard a lot about, especially over the last few years. They've been a strong team. Creekwood was going down there. Creekwood with back-to-back 10, winning, 10 win seasons. I believe that would be a fun matchup to go to. It was not fun, though. Uh, Creekwood, who is still kind of figuring out, uh, I, I think, their team identity so far. Um, they, they were defeated uh, pretty easily, 42-0. to zero. Uh, Marshall County came out quick out of the gate and, and scored two touchdowns uh, within probably I think six or seven plays on offense uh, while holding Creekwood's defense or excuse me while holding Creekwood's offense down. So um, that, that game overall just wasn't very fun. It's it's about uh, it's over an hour drive, so I, I probably would have been better set to uh, probably go to another game, uh, which I was going to bring up Dixon County at Overton. Um, Dixon County lost to Overton twenty-one to seven. Uh, last week, I actually believe uh, you know the the score uh, will tell you what happened. But um, I, I spoke with Coach Burns after the game, and, and he said that he really felt like his team is improving. Uh, he felt like uh, it was just a few mistakes here and there. Don Dunning had two runs that were called back due to a holding penalty, uh, one of 76 yards and one of 60 yards. And then Dunning also had a screen pass called back, a 65-yard screen pass that was called back for a block in the back. So, um, obviously, the, the Dixon offense is explosive, and and that's good. Uh, they needed that. Um, they're going to uh, throughout the rest of the year. And, and hopefully they can get some things figured out, get into the win column uh, with Clarksville coming up. But, um, again, Dixon lost 21-7. to uh, The closest game of any of the teams that I cover uh, was the uh, Harpeth at Whites Creek game, which uh, if you were there uh, probably was, was really the, the most exciting game to be at. That was last Thursday. And if it had been any other Thursday – Ever, I would have been there. But, uh, of course, we know Tennessee opened up the regular season slate against Bowling Green. I was not going to be anywhere except Neyland or my father's couch. I didn't have a choice in that. Um, That's not a decision I made. But um, Harpeth traveled to White's Creek last week on Thursday night. They had had the early game. And uh, Harpeth actually had the lead, 26-22, with – 
less than a minute to go, and, and White Creek was able to go down there and, and, and score another touchdown late to come back and, and beat the Indians 28-26. Something that's very important to note in this game is kind of a low-scoring affair. Uh, not a whole lot of action between the two teams until the fourth quarter, uh, which would have been a very exciting 12 minutes of football to catch. Uh, after speaking with the coach, uh, Coach Loop, he was very happy with his team's offense. He thinks they're really turning a corner. Um, one thing he was not happy with was possibly some of the uh, – how do I put this? Uh, there were a few things that he was not happy with that were out of his control. That's all I'll say. I'll, I'll let your imagination go whichever way it wanted to. And he did not say anything about anyone that was there that um, warrants any uh, issue. But um, there were some things that were out of purpose control that kind of led to their loss uh, by his estimation. And um, But but that's a good thing for that Harpeth team. Um, it, it, it's kind of a smaller team, a very young team. And that young quarterback, Hayden Penrod, playing sophomore, playing quarterback, quarterback as a sophomore um he's starting to figure out his job and he's playing really well of course it helps that they've got senior running back Lionel Mark Marquardt to uh kind of hand just hand the ball off to and I mean he gives he gives you a really big part of the offense it's, you know he ran for over 150 yards last Thursday so that's a big thing for Harpeth but they did lose 28-26 uh but like I said they're it seems like they're kind of turning a corner uh coach Loop like I said he's very happy with his offense and that's important. This offense is it's got a long way to go, obviously. You know, nothing's ever really done. If you talk to a coach, they're um they may be pleased, but I don't know if they're ever really happy, and that's kind of their job. They have to make sure everything keeps moving. Um now on to the next game. Uh Sycamore, uh welcome to Waverly to Pleasant View as the War Eagles uh hosted Waverly in Waverly's first game since the tragic floods uh a few weeks ago. Um now, Waverly, uh, it, they came in like a team that um, was in midseason form. Uh, they played like a team that uh, really hadn't uh, hadn't missed any time, and, and they were able. Waverly defeated Sycamore forty two twenty. Which, on one hand, I, I know that I cover Sycamore, and and I hate for those kids and, and Coach John Harrison. You know, I hate for them to lose ever at any time. Um, but I, I think as far as the big picture goes here, uh, Waverly being able to kind of take their <clears throat> excuse me take their mind off of uh, this world, you know, at least for a minute, and, and go out there and, and just play football for a little while. I think I think that was a big moment for those kids, especially to play well, especially to come out with a win. Um, you know, any Thursday or Friday night, depending on when you play, but but any night you go out there and you, you get to play under the lights and, and you go home with a win, that's a positive feeling. And, and I know some of the people in Waverly, they probably haven't had a lot, a lot of positive feelings lately. So um, a, a big moment for those kids and, and the community as well. The tight-knit community. It's right down the road. Uh, I know. I know some folks from Waverly. Um, I, I know that last Friday night was a big night for them, and, and that's a good win, forty-two to twenty uh, over Sycamore. Sycamore's defense, although young, uh, like the rest of their team, uh, still a very strong part of the team. Waverly did a good job putting up forty-two points on their defense. Uh, but uh, for Sycamore, uh, obviously, Coach John Harrison, uh, you know, kind kind of new uh, as far as the head coach. He, he's been around football, but uh, still, obviously, a few things to work on. Um, I have no doubt that that they'll they'll get things figured out and get headed in the right direction. Uh, 
and then the last score of the week was 58-0 to zero as White House defeated Cheatham. Uh, I believe, it, I don't want to step out too far, but I will say Cheatham was able to defeat Glencliffe pretty handily the first week of the season. And then week two, Cheatham traveled to Harpeth. And I know that some of those kids from Cheatham expected to walk into Harpeth and, and come away with another big win. Well, of course, Harpeth had other ideas, and Harpeth was able to defeat Cheatham. And ever since then, I, I feel like Cheatham um, – I don't want to say they've quit. I haven't seen them play. But um, you, you kind of hope that mentally they're still into it. You know, you kind of hope that um, they're still out there and still going hard. Uh I didn't get to speak with coach after the game. We actually had uh, someone else there, a um, freelancer that was covering the game, Chris Freeman, who I believe does the PA for White House. Uh, he was he actually wrote up that game for us. I, I haven't spoken to coach, so uh, I don't know how he feels about his team, but hopefully uh, they can get back to that week one mindset uh, and, and kind of rebuild the confidence for the team. Uh, and so we're, we're going to see next week uh, if they're – if that happens, is Cheatham County Central is going to host East Robertson. Um, East Robertson, a pretty strong team. Uh, j- just want to see Cheatham kind of get back on track. Uh, and, and of course, you know, we saw, we know the record last year, they were 0 and 10. So going into this year, I don't think anybody projected a, a state championship for the Cubs. Um, but you do want to see that year to year and game to game progression uh, in an upward trajectory. And I would hope that uh, Coach Halstead can kind of continue that after, like I said, a big week one win and, and a close week two game. I mean, it, it, if, if you were there week two for Cheatham against Harpeth, it, it was a really close game that came down to the last few minutes. So uh, hopefully uh, Cheatham can get back in the win column and at least, at the least, uh, kind of get their momentum back uh, somewhat. So, um, And then moving on to the next game, uh, I, I spoke about this a minute ago. Uh, Dixon County is going to play Clarksville. They're hosting Clarksville. Uh, I believe this is a game Dixon may be able to win. I know Clarksville is a good team. I, I know they're a good team, but uh, Dixon's kind of got its uh, it's it's got its offense going. If you can clean up some of the penalties and, and have a really good defensive night, who knows what could happen? Um, I, I'm I'm a fan of Coach Burns' uh, play calling. Coach Greg Burns' play calling. Uh, I I think. I think he's a football guy. I think he's pretty smart. And, and I don't mean that as a general broad statement. I think the guy really knows football, uh, you know, the X's and O's. And and I believe he he can get this team lined up to, to make uh, or to get into the win column. So uh, good luck to the Cougars as they host Clarksville Friday night. Uh, Creekwood and Pearl Cone. This is one of the bigger games of the state. My TV 30 is going to be there. Uh, 104.5, the zone, is actually going to um, – have their radio crew there for Friday night. Uh, sadly, though, I, I believe Creekwood, um, I believe they may be outclassed a little bit Friday evening. Uh, Pearl Cone, and, and that's not, I mean, that's not a slight against Creekwood. They, they've had a rough pa- last few weeks, but uh, Pearl Cone is simply just, I believe they're too strong for just about anybody. Uh, I mean, other than, you know, obviously the, Oakland's and Maryville's and Alcoa's of Tennessee, but um, uh, Pearl Cone against just about anybody else uh, is is a tough matchup. Uh, they've got Division One athletes all over the field in every sport. Uh, they're big, they're fast, and they're strong. Um, but again, 
who knows? That's why you lace them up and, and you go out there, and that's why you play the game on Friday night. So uh, hopefully Creekwood, you know, really honestly, um, I, I saw a different sideline from Creekwood Friday night being at the game against Marshall County. Uh, I, I heard some comments from the kids that they, they, were, they weren't happy with their own performance. So, uh, and obviously, you know, the coaches, uh, they don't like losing. So, uh, you would like to see them kind of get back into that that winning formula that they know so well. And uh, and and I spoke to Coach Thiel after the game, and he said that he said that he was actually proud of his team's effort in, in the second half and in the third quarter. I don't believe they allowed a point. If they did, it was very very late in the third quarter, but. Uh, the defense was able to come out and did, did a really good job slowing down Marshall County. Uh, the, the offense really, though, is I, – I know when you look at the score and it says 42 nothing, it probably makes you feel like it was just a blowout. And, and the scoreboard would tell you that. But there were so many drives that Creekwood left out there where the Redhawks just came away with nothing, even though they made their way up the field. Uh, and, and, you know, you're only talking a few touchdowns, but – if you can get a few of those touchdowns and take away some of those drives that, you know, Marshall County had all of the momentum on because they get a turnover, you're talking about a closer game. Now, I think Marshall County was the better team, obviously. It's 4 to nothing. Um, but I think Marshall County was the better team. They executed better. Um, but I don't think Marshall County's 42 points better than Creekwood. And I'll hold that opinion uh, basically, uh, all season long, and uh, Creekwood's not that bad of a team, uh, but it was it was a rough night for the Redhawks. Uh, there were a few on field antics also by some of the Marshall County players, and I'll be honest, quite frankly, I believe it got to the heads of some of the some of the kids on Creekwood's sideline. Uh, they did a good job, though. I mean, I remember being in high school; I I probably would have thrown down and got kicked out of the game because I mean that's just how I was built. Um, but you know, some of these kids were did a really, really fantastic job of of holding back. Like I said, I mean, some of the Marshall County players were were dancing and and taunting a little bit. Uh, but um, Creekwood did a really good job, and and that was one thing that uh, Creekwood coach Houston Thiel he he brought that up to me after the game. Um, he he just said that he was really proud of the way his team responded. Uh, to that, and he was really proud of how his team carries itself and represents Creekwood, um, and, and that's absolutely um, that's one thing I, I, I would, if I was coach too, I would too. Um, so uh, hopefully, though, uh, Creekwood can kind of put aside any of the mental <laughs> issues this week. Uh, you know, can't you can't allow the other team to get into your head. Um, also, I mean, man, going up against Pearl Cone though. That, I mean that that is some nutty athleticism. If you never got to see a Pearl Cone game, you should. You should go up to Pearl Cone. You should watch a game. Uh, it was going to Pearl Cone. Pearl Cone was my first uh, playoff game ever. Working for Main Street Media, I covered Cheatham County Central at Pearl Cone, and um, it was actually it was actually a lot of fun. Uh, I, I, their their entire atmosphere and and, and of course. Uh, uh, Tyler uh, Tyler Palmeter, one of the guys uh, that works with us, he actually uh, he actually wrote up an article on, on their uh, PA announcer. Um, I believe they called him Catfish, uh, but uh, it, that's actually a really neat story, and and, and it's a really neat school, uh, and they've got all the talent in the world. So, if you ever get the chance, go check out a Pearl Cone uh, sporting event. Um, but they're coming to Creekwood Friday. Uh, that game, ah uh, man. 
hopefully, like I said, Creekwood can kind of hold its own. Um, you know, and, and since it's going to be on TV, you go in there and you just fight hard and come out. You know, you just want your opponent to respect you at the end of the day, and um, whether you win or lose. So uh, maybe Creekwood can go out there and have a good week. Now, my game. I'm actually traveling out to Harpeth, and uh, Harpeth is going to be hosting Sycamore, so we got a little inter-county rivalry. Um, <clears throat> I, I love those games. Those are so much fun because those kids, they all know each other. And I wouldn't say they don't hate each other. And even some of the kids, they're friends. You know, they're, they're really good friends. But these games get so tight, and, and they get so, you know, it, there's a lot of emotion building between the two schools, and and the student sections are large, and everybody comes out for these games. Um, so I, I'm actually really excited to see uh, how all this goes down Friday night. Of course, Sycamore is looking to get into the win column for the first time in Coach Harrison's career uh, as a head coach. And Harpeth is looking to defend the uh, Battle of the County Trophy, I believe is what it is. Uh, of course, last year, Harpeth was able to defeat both Cheatham, excuse me, Cheatham and uh, Sycamore, and they won the Battle of the County. So hopefully uh, this year we've got a good game between the two teams. Um, Harpeth, who has been really, really good lately, and Sycamore, who has struggled. Uh, so um, if I had to pick them, I, I believe I'm going to take Harpeth just because, I mean, Coach Loop, he's in his 18th year. That may be wrong, but it's 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 a big number. He's been there for a long time. And, of course, Coach Harrison in his first year. I know I bring that up a lot, but, you know, it's a big reason for uh, why I'm taking Harpeth. I, I think just, you know, more status quo. He's been around a little bit longer. He, and he really, really knows uh, what he's got, and, and they're moving forward. So I, I'm going to take Harpeth to win that game. Uh, and excited to go see it. Uh, I always love the games in Kingston Springs. It's just a few minutes down the road from my house, so it's not its not too bad. It's not one of those hour drives like last week. Now, uh, that's actually all for football uh, coming up next week. Uh, good luck to all the teams in the Dixon and Cheatham area. Um, stay healthy. That's always the big thing. Early in the season, I know you want to get some wins, but uh, and these games do count. I don't want to say they don't count, but hopefully all the kids can stay healthy, go out there, and, and have a good evening. Now, uh, what I wanted to finish off with was, uh, like I said earlier, Eric Hickerson, uh, the Dixon County High School and Dixon County Middle School uh, cross-country coach. He actually sent me some times. And uh, we've actually got an article up on Dixon Post, uh, the Facebook page, and DixonPost.com. Uh, it's, it's it's an article he writ, uh, written, he, he wrote, I guess. Man, that's awful. Shouldn't I know how to say that? <laughs> I, I believe uh, Coach Hickerson, I believe he wrote it, and then he sent it to me. Um, it's got, it's got a lot of times for both the high school and the middle schools. Uh, let's see. It was an uh, D.C. girls team placed second in the team results led by race winner Megan Lampley and medalist Emily Toller. The top five scores were rounded out by Madison Roper, Les, Lizzie Bagsby, and Yalexi Campos. And I hope I said all those names correctly. I apologize if I did not. Um, they, they actually, the team traveled to the, uh, bell buckle invitation, the John Freeman invitational and bell buckle, excuse me. And that was last Saturday. Um, and those girls all came together to help the D.C. team play second, which is a huge accomplishment. There are so many teams at these cross-country events. Uh, the D.C. boys team placed third in the team competition, led by race champion Gray Bobian and medalist Brody Reynolds. The boys' scores were then led by Lucas Bylock, Peyton Turnbull, and Nathan Markham. 
Uh, let's see. And coach, coach said he was very happy with his effort, uh, and and that the weather was cooperative, which I, I could see that being a big deal because I don't like raining in perfect. I don't like running in you know perfect conditions, much less uh, bad ones. But uh, let's see. Let's see the middle uh, cross country team. Uh, they also competed at the John Freeman Invitational on September fourth uh, in Bell Buckle, and Sarah Potter, who if if you know anything about Dixon Middle School and anything about you know running athletics, um, the Potter family is is very well known. Um, Sarah's on top of her game. She's a top spot again. She won something again. She always wins whatever it is. If it's running, she wins, and. Uh, she claimed the top spot with an excellent time of 12 minutes and 16 seconds over a two mile course. Uh, that would, I'd probably die if I tried to run two miles. That would kill me. That, she's amazing. She really is Sarah Potter. She, it seems like every time that Mr. Hickerson sends me something, uh, she has won another event. Uh, now, this is another name I'm afraid I'm going to butcher, but Evie Steidel ran her best race of the season and medaled, finishing 10th te- place with a time of 14 minutes and 19 seconds. And Owen Campbell was the top boys finisher with a season's best time of 14 minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, so, uh, you know, we've got some good athletes for both Dixon and high school, uh, <laughs> both Dixon high school and Dixon middle school, uh, on the uh, cross country team. And uh, again, thank you to coach Hickerson for sending me that. If any of you other coaches have anything that's, um, a little bit out of the ordinary, so maybe something that I don't already have in front of me, please feel free to send it out to me. Um, other than that, so ready to get week uh oh man what is it week four high school football already week four you know you wait all year long for it to get here and then it's going by too quickly um that's the only bad thing about football is it's over too fast but uh we've still got over half a season left so um week four coming up uh good good, like i said good earlier good luck to all the dixon and chow my goodness my mouth isn't working uh good luck to all the dixon and cheatham teams and uh thank you for listening to this edition of the post exchange podcast you've been listening to the post exchange podcast your source for high school sports in Dixon and Cheatham counties with your host, Casey Patrick. For more on high school sports in Middle Tennessee, visit MainStreetPreps.com.